us everyone welcome to the charvak podcast this is your host kushal mehra so today's podcast is uh, about a series of events that have been going on uh, but uh, it all starts on the 29th of november 2023 we had everybody all of us had this link from justice.gov which was a press release that said us attorney announces charges in connection with foiled plot to assassinate us citizen in new york city uh, basically that was the link that was sent across the world it was about the assassination plot of uh, known khalistani separatist and in my view terrorist uh, gurpatwan singh pannu and uh, basically the the allegations are nikhil gupta an indian citizen has been accused by the united states of plotting to assassinate a khalistani terrorist and separatist and uh, as of now from what we know in news reports so i'm reading a report from live mint which says that he's been moved from a high security prison facility in prague to us jurisdiction in mid november uh, and uh, who is nikhil gupta uh, so let me tell you guys you know according to the american indictment the alleged plot to assassinate pannu on us soil began in may with a text message between an indian security official aforementioned as cc1 in the indictment and nikhil gupta uh, the prosecution has described gupta as an indian national involved in drugs and weapons trafficking as per the reuters meanwhile the senior official reportedly wanted gupta to orchestrate the target's murder in exchange for getting criminal charges against him in india dropped and uh, to talk about that i have a senior journalist and uh, someone i admire a lot shrimay talukdar shrimay wrote a recent piece on the 1st of december which was titled if we take us prosecution serious prosecutor seriously austin powers directed india's murder plot of panun on american soil so shrimay welcome back to the charvak podcast it's been a while man how are you doing yeah yeah i'm good i'm good thanks for having me kushal yeah it's always a pleasure to be on your show and uh, y- yes i mean um, there are a lot of um, uh, as uh, as as an american diplomat is to say a lot of known unknowns and unknown unknowns in this case uh, it's very intriguing to say the least because it defies all logic at uh, uh, at, at certain point of time uh, while i was researching for the piece i i went through the indictment the entire 14 page invite indictment and there yes. were passages passages in that indictment which sound sounded completely unbelievable to me i mean uh, <clears throat> if you take 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 into account those poor you know quote unquote private detectives whose only job is to track infidelity cases uh, you know across in different parts of india uh, and then there are quite a few agencies who do that even those fellows have better protocols than apparently Uh, a seasoned, uh, you know, we are led to believe a seasoned raw agent who's who's done. He's made some horrific elementary mistakes. So I find many aspects of this case very intriguing. Um, that said, it is also undeniable that uh, the U.S. has brought formal charges and India has responded to it by instituting, uh, a constituting uh, an investigation panel, a high high power investigation panel. And both countries right now, even though their high level meetings are going on. it remains a subject that has been discussed in fact uh, john finer the deputy nsa of um, of of uh, united states recently visited india and um, he had a, a meeting with our deputy nsa victor mistry and he was also given audience to i'm led to believe uh, external affairs minister mr s jayshankar 
as well as uh, Ajit Doval, our, our NSA. Mm-hmm. So obviously the Indian side is taking this very seriously, which is why I'm intrigued because on the one hand, certain aspects of this case sound extremely childish to me. And on the other hand, the Indian response to it is so serious that uh, you know anyone would think that there is some merit to the charges. So uh, all in all, all said, it's very intriguing. But if you ask me about the indictment itself, I believe that it is it is ridiculous. I mean, there, there are so many things that I can point out. It doesn't really uh, you know hold water according to me. How how, how about this? <laughs> let, let me pull up the indictment for you then. That fifteen page, <laughs> like what do you yeah. make of this ridiculous photo? I mean, this yeah, is something yeah. that I cannot digest. So the yeah. indictment categorically states indi- individual two, and let me enlarge it even more for, <laughs> for the benefit of the viewers. So in, individual two discussed among other things, Gupta's location in India. Individual two then handed 15,000 US dollars in cash to the UC. A still image of the advance payment is shown below. Right? Do you really digest something like this? Happening? Yes, this is ridiculous. I mean, even if you are, uh, even if you go through those, uh, uh, those those pulp fiction kind of movies on 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 spy, and and this is something which never happens. Cash is exchanged that to on broad daylight in a vehicle for everyone to take a snap. And this is ridiculous. Uh, first of all, uh, one of the things which um, someone else actually pointed it out. I didn't I didn't write it in my piece, but I think it was Tara Kartha who wrote it her, in her piece, and I thought that's a very interesting point. The point of contact between uh, CC1, who is supposedly the Indian intelligence officer, and Nikhil Gupta is a phone number. And that phone number is linked to an email, which is an official email of the Indian government. How is it possible? I mean, no spy, even if that, let's say, for argument's sake, we think that this is a lone tango. He's not associated with the Indian government. He has some fact to burn with the Khalistanis and he wants to take out Pannun for whatever reason. And he has nothing to do with the government. Even if I take that for granted, take that take that argument, it doesn't really hold water that I then, you know, I, I then contract a hit uh, someone to carry out a dirty job for me and I give him a phone number which is linked to my email. It, this is too good to be true for, 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 for investigative agency. And then th- there's another thing involved here. You'd remember that uh, in the month of September, I think, uh, Shishi Gupta, who's uh, who's thought to be very close to the Indian security establishment, uh, at that point of time, there were a lot of pieces on being written on Canada and charges were being traded on both sides. Shishi mm-hmm. Gupta, <clears throat> in a piece, hinted that uh, the Indian security establishment is well aware of the fact that Gurwat Singh Pannu is a CIA agent. You're and talking about this screenshot, right? Now <clears throat> there are no fires to stoke in Kashmir. Khalistan has been weaponized by Trudeau <clears throat> to defame India with the help of US intelligence and propaganda media. It is not for any other reason that Indian intelligence chief told the CIA director that the only reason they don't take action against SFJ's Gurpatwan Singh Pannu, who holds dual citizenship of US and Canada, for openly calling for assassinations of Indian diplomats and burning of Indian flag could be because he's actually a CIA agent batting on behalf <coughs> of Langley. You're talking of about Langley. this very specific yes. report, right? Yeah. From uh, the absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so if someone from the Indian security establishment has leaked the bit of news to uh, Shishir Gupta, obviously that person wanted this to be public knowledge. It is very difficult for me to believe that a government's security establishment, which is aware of the fact that a certain certain agent, uh, a, a certain individual could be an agent of a foreign intelligence service 
and that was the CIA. I, you are taking, uh, you, you are scheming to take that individual out and that too in such a shoddy manner. And India will have to be really suicidal to do that. No one will do this. This is incredible. I know if I know that Pandun is a CIA agent, then I hatch a plot to take out a CIA agent. And that too, and look at the way this, this entire plot or, or what the US DOJ, the Department of Justice would have us believe. So the Indians did not get anyone else but a but an internationally recognized gun runner and someone who's who's recognizable in many countries as a racketeer for narcotics. I mean, you'd 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 be hard pressed to find a more stupid uh, sort of uh, tactic because in 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 uh, and I'm obviously I don't I'm not privy to any specific information from the Indian side, but I can tell you this with a good degree of authority that if an Indian agent were to really carry out such an experiment or such an such an execution. That person will not pick out someone who's easily recognizable and who's, who's notorious for what he has done. That is like you are calling everyone to come and show light on you. Uh, because, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense. And then to top it off, this guy, Nikhil Gupta, what does he do? He sublets this con contract to another U.S. security agent who sublets to another U.S. security agent. So while I was uh, going through this, uh, while I was writing my piece, I went through a lot of... Uh, uh, materials and among which, which um, one of the things which I found rather interesting is that since 9/11, uh, when the American security establishment were all shaken up, the FBI specifically they launched a lot of uh, false flag operations uh, through these tactics. Uh, this is well documented. There, there is a website called the Intercept, which has created a database of all these actions. People who were falsely accused by the U.S. security establishment of hatching a plot against American state. And they were imprisoned. And then later on, it was found out that they had nothing to do with it. Uh, there were many such individuals. The modus operandi of the FBI would be to send uh, someone who looks like, a, uh, let's say, an Islamist radical to one of the mosques. And there, say something very incendiary against uh, the, the, the country uh, and, and stuff like that to see if anyone buy, you know, takes the bite. Uh, takes the bite. And then if someone takes the bite, then, then immediately you launch an investigation and they do catch that it's basically a preemption strategy but obviously this is a high risk preemption strategy in many cases they backfire uh, so i uh, the point i'm trying to make is that the us is quite adept uh, in in creating these false flag operations that is number 1 and number 2 the department of justice and uh, this is something a little difficult for us in india to grasp in the us the institutions of the democracy are, uh, are are much uh, this is my view are much more independent than and 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 the cross and the checks and balances between these institutions are much more robust than it is in anywhere else so it is possible as you have must must have seen uh, during the last quad meeting in tokyo um biden couldn't attend because there was a very real danger of his government not being able to foot the bill uh, for the for the debt the service uh, which mm -hmm. the us was supposed to do because the republicans yes. refused to play ball so the government can ab absolutely be brought to a standstill. The DOJ is one wing which has gone wrong in the past. And I wouldn't be surprised if the DOJ is running its own agenda. Because uh, as, as many people would like to say, I, I, I understand this, this phrase deep state has, has, has acquired a lot of connotations. But to my mind, this is the deep state at work. It is basically trying, and that is my core point in the piece that I wrote. It is basically trying to sort of put some brakes on the on the engagement between India and the US, the, the all-round engagement which Biden administration is trying to do. And I think in this internal wrangle, India has somehow caught 
uh, found itself caught in the middle. Yeah, and it's very interesting about the <laughs> Americans. So I want to share a few things about America and what it does, right? So this uh, this clip was shared by someone, uh, Ram Prasad on Twitter. Check it out. I wanted to ask. Wouldn't put that. people in prison. No. Except for a very good reason, and they talk about the truth. Is, talk about the truth being illegal. Look at he's paid for it with dozens of. People. Well, Assange has never been accused of lying, or of fraud, mm-hmm. or of making money in some criminal scheme. Assange has been accused of telling the truth. Period. Yeah. And they are torturing him to death yeah. in front of all of us. No one's doing anything about it. Um, and that Mike Pompeo is a very, very sinister person, isn't he? Of the world. And I always thought that, and I told Trump that. Never should have allowed him to run CIA or state. But Mike Pompeo tried to have him murdered. And that's a criminal act. He was not even charged with a crime in the United States. And Mike Pompeo was CIA director. This came out. Pompeo didn't deny it. I never heard this. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. He tried to have Julian Assange murdered, poisoned in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. And that's a fact. Okay. And it's been established. And okay. Yes. Why is. Uh, Before people get shocked about the clip I have played. yeah, actually, this is a fact, and this was reported widely in media. Uh, there was a commission inquiry also set up in 2021 and 22, if my memory serves me correctly. And yes, Mike Pompeo was literally accused of attempting to assassinate Julian Assange. I'm not ended here with the Americans, right? Now, I find the American behavioral pattern very interesting, and and and. I, as I was like going through these things, right, and uh, Surya also shared a very interesting bit about uh, you know how much Americans love uh, love freedom and democracy, as they like to say. So, uh, Shrimoy, obviously, you must be re- remembering this. Shuja Pasa admitted yeah. his role in Mumbai attack, and uh, this is the ex CIA chief saying that yeah, Suja Pasha was there, but you know. Top U.S. Oh, so this was Surya Kanegaonkar's tweet. This is the kind of partnership American believes is top U.S. officials receive confirmation from their Pakistani counterparts of ISI's role in 2611. Then the U.S. government informs a New York court that the perpetrators enjoy immunity from prosecution in a victim case filed by family members of the victims, and and as if this was not enough. There is more coming about the Americans and how, uh, why I'm taking some time to share all of this is, uh, Shrima, you're a nerd. So you know all these things. You follow this stuff. But a lot of our, you know, for viewers or listeners, they may not know about these things. And it's very important for, you know, responsible people like you and I who are nerds and who do this nerdy stuff. To, to share these things. Now, this was another very important thing shared by Surya, where he, he has tweeted out, and this is a fact again, amusing to see views coming from someone who has got the US to pay, quote, blood money for the release of CIA contractor Raymond Davis. The US claimed no payment was made, stating Pakistan gave the 2.3 million, except the US reimbursed them. There are morals only true partners can share. This is again, these are accusations and revelations made by americans about what america does it's 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 important for people to realize how the american apparatus work and if this was not enough when i heard this entire story right all i said was that every time an american talks about anything i i just have one word to say the war in iraq 
they literally created the entire facade of weapons of mass destruction they literally had no weapons of mass destruction in iraq and then when the entire thing was exposed by none other than brave american journalists by the way credit to american journalists who exposed the entire thing too uh, all america said in the end was oh oops yeah uh there are uh, two aspects to this case uh, i i will i will argue that separately so let's take this aspect first that india is indeed involved uh, despite yeah. all my all my good judgments telling me that that is not the case but let's let's for argument's sake accept the fact that india did involve taking out pandun on foreign soil do mm. does india have moral justification for doing that i would argue that it absolutely has so why why am i saying this first there is a charge which is leveled by some uh, some americans um, from some uh, some from the think tanks and and some american journalists as well as repeated uh, by <laughs> as well as repeated by journalists in india unfortunately that apparently india did a breach of trust by 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 trying to uh, <laughs> by trying hi, hi, to, hi, 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 hi. but by trying to uh, execute a, a, a plot of this order may i remind them that david colman head headly has yes, not been extradited to india and uh, shrimoy for the he, benefit of the young viewers yaar thoda detail mein bata please <coughs> this is my humble request to you kyunki so young bachcho ko nahi malum hoga so david colman headly is a, he was a da agent who's a, who, what's a da agent is a drug enforcement authority agent it's an agent of the united states government so david helman uh, david colman headly was a da agent and he was one of the prime conspirators of 2611 attacks in the sense that he made reconnaissance missions in india and he went to pakistan he, con- he conspired with the isi and all this while the us was aware that this was happening and they did nothing absolutely nothing about it so when india investigated and 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 convicted david colman headley as responsible for the terrorist attack on mumbai soil india you know they, they requested for extradition and what were the indians told by the fbi that no doing nothing is nothing doing david helman colman headley will not be extradited to india leave alone headley who's one of the prime suspects one of his closest friends sawahur rana who's who's a member of the isi he lost his extradition case and still has not been extradited because the us court keeps on giving him tarikh pe tarikh one tarikh goes away he's given another tarikh so that fellow has not yet landed in on indian soil so what kind of trust are you talking about you you are imprisoning you are you are refusing to hand over with the, the, the one of the worst cases of terror attacks in indian soil and two people who have been convicted they have been they have been investigated and convicted they are, these terrorists need to be extradited you are refusing to do that and you are talking about trust i mean i i don't think trust works this way that is number one number two uh, about the moral justification if you are going to harbor hardcore terrorists like like pannun in your in your in your soil and if you are giving them american citizenship and if you are doing absolutely nothing to extradite them then obviously we'll have to do what every every state has to do this this nonsense about being a nice guy in international relations is bull crap i'm sorry to use strong language but you do not get any brownie points for being a nice guy uh, as a country uh, no one actually uh, you know cares for a nice guy if you are strong if you can Im- impose your will power on 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 those around you then people will respect you that's what china has done that's what any strong country has done the us has done so many times So it is only natural that as India grows in national composite power, as India uh, projects its power, and as India identifies the enemies, which is which is aiming to destabilize it. And remember, Pannun is a hardcore terrorist in the sense that he's been threatening our diplomats. He's been he's been threatening bodily harm. He's orchestrating uh, attacks on consulates. 
and he's also creating uh, you know conducting fake referendums and he's also taken out a supari against the names of hold your breath external affairs minister is jayshankar our union home minister amit shah he says he said the audacity to do that and not just that just about a month back he threatened to blow up an entire air india plane on november 19 now i'm i'm asking the americans what what would have happened if an american citizen staying in india threatened to blow up an india an american airplane would you have would you have you have taken this line is this a freedom of speech issue for you this is rank hypocrisy this is what the americans this is what the canadians do all the time i think we have to call this out this is america has gone after people for much less compared to what pannun has done the americans have gone after people across continents for much less so this is absolutely hypocritical to say that you know uh, yes i understand that your ego is hurt that a country like india can can have the audacity to carry out an execution like this and there i come to my third point that is that you you have to get used to it as india becomes stronger and if india is projecting its power all around the world and you can you are already seeing what's happening around uh, in, in in pakistan where all the terrorists are falling like nine pins to unknown men now i don't want to speculate beyond what i already know but it's to me it seems a little too convenient that all anti india terrorists are falling apart you know are, are falling by the wayside one by one so i think i think there is a merit in in uh, and obviously no country will ever uh, you know admit that they have this extraterrestrial extraterritorial execution program the usa doesn't admit that none of the countries admit it indians will also always deny but the fact is that the the world will have to get used to it that india as it rises as its interest rises as it becomes a much more powerful country it will it will impose its will on on many other countries and an anti india terrorist whoever they are hiding they will be put on notice yeah that is why you know as you were talking about the track record of gurpatwant singh pannu now i want to read uh, one more piece of uh, evidence uh, because it's very important uh, to for the world to know who gurpatwant singh pannu is and it's uh, and if somebody says yeah it's personal i'm punjabi so there you go you know it's personal everything is personal in this case i i don't like that man so gurpatwan singh pannu as per the tribune is wanted in 22 cases but interpol won't act he has rejected uh, that i mean so the interpol has rejected india's request to issue a red corner notice against pannu this is an old report he is the founder of the pro khalistan outfit six for justice even as a separatist leader is facing 22 cases including three of sedition in punjab and this this out his outfit uh, goes about saying all sorts of things recently during the world cup he said he will attack uh, the narendra modi stadium during the world cup final i shared the link of the hindustan times article for everyone to see i will share it again where he openly as per a hindustan times report uh, of 21st july 2023 us based terrorist uh, pannu threatens to target amit shah and jay shankar for nijer's killing basically he released the video where uh, he declared a reward of us 125000 for anyone providing information about the foreign visit of home minister amit shah external affairs minister s jay shankar and indian high commissioner to canada sanjay kumar verma for abetting and conspiracy to murder of another khalistan terrorist uh, hardeep singh nijjar he is wanted by nia under unlawful activities prevention act pannu he holds twin passports of us and canada he, he i mean he the kind of things gurpatwan singh pannu says 
you know he has tacky cgi which is why all of us kind of laugh all the time at his tacky cgi but listen what are the americans defending has anybody you know going to go and ask the americans like is this the hill you want to die on the gurpatwan singh pannu hill really you want to defend this joker and which is why the most important aspect is the one i read which is again shishir had written that uh, listen that he is offering them something which is way more important then the indian government's irritation with him and that's why you know indian agencies because you know how does this happen you know journalists call the agencies the agencies say oh i can't take my name but yeah he's a cia asset that's how it must have happened with shishir shishir must have spoken to someone somebody must have told shishir and shishir has said listen i can't take your name but i have to write this in my report and that's how normal journalism works it's not like the new york times and uh, and all uh, all the others uh, don't work, work and and you know i want to talk about another angle you know everybody keeps talking about oh indo american relations blah 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 but first i'll play how about this first i'll play the the indian response right uh, on this entire thing it's very important to show uh, i mean which i have found it very interesting that it, it also shows that india is a responsible democracy a uh, to be very honest that india still takes if somebody says something in a formal manner india takes it seriously and which is a good thing i feel at least because the canadians were like you know uh, there are credible allegations i don't know my feelings are hurt uh, i feel so sad uh, hashtag #sad life kind of a situation <laughs> but no the americans actually did an indictment indian for india formed a high level committee and this was the response from anandam bakshi uh, in the ministry of external affairs and i'll play it for the benefit of everyone uh, as regards the case against an individual that has been filed in a us court uh, allegedly linking him to an indian official this is a matter of concern we have said and uh, let me reiterate that this is also contrary to government policy the nexus between organized crime trafficking gun running uh, and extremists um, at an international level is a serious issue for law enforcement uh, agencies and organizations to consider and it is precisely for that reason that a high level inquiry committee has been constituted and we will obviously be guided by its results i've seen a series of questions that you've asked on this issue i don't think anything there's anything additional that I so there was one more bit that i wanted to play because i think that is equally important because the natural corollary of this is hamara uh, international rondu uh, justin uh, trudeau who's going to pop up in everything and again my sasural so i have to bring in my sasural in everything <laughs> uh so i mean uh, you know i mean the guy is a joke for the record i i state this very openly justin trudeau is a joke but canada is not a joke country canada is a serious country and russian trudeau has reduced that country to a joke so this was the reply from the ministry of external affairs about that the there's also query on canada on the issue of canada in so far as canada is concerned um we have um, we have said that they have consistently given space to anti india extremists and violence and that is actually the heart of the issue uh, our diplomatic representatives in canada have borne the brunt of this so we expect the government of canada to live up to its obligations under the vienna convention on diplomatic relations we have also seen interference by canadian diplomats in our internal affairs we said this from this uh, podium 
and that is obviously unexpected. It's very interesting that listen, watch very carefully. The Americans say India takes it very seriously. The Canadians say, "See, America said it. Now take us seriously." Yeah. And the Indian replies, "Chal bhag idhar se." Basically, yeah, true, true, true. And this and, is the and, Indian and, response to the Canadians in pretty and, much. There's this. There's a very good reason why I do not think that Indians are prejudiced against the Canadians. What simply happened was that India was reacting to the outlandish way in which Justin Trudeau rose up on the House and the Parliament and leveled unverified charges against India. You cannot do that. Exactly. What yeah. What did the US do? The US was US was carrying out the entire thing in due process. It initially, uh, you know, if you remember that uh, there were many high-level meetings which occurred between India and the US before this incident became public. In fact, the CIA chief uh, Will Burns. And uh, as well as deputy, uh, I think an NSA uh, or, or is it the deputy CIA uh, uh, official, Avril Haines, both of them flew to India and uh, they presented this uh, this charge that there was about to be unsealed in a court of law in the in New York. So before everything became public, they went to India. They presented whatever evidence that they have, and then they uh, I think they they extracted some sort of uh, a concession that an that an inquiry committee will be formed. Following which, an indictment, a sealed indictment was filed and then that was unsealed. So a due process was followed. Obviously, we have our reservations against the indictment itself, but the US side carried out due process. So obviously, mm -hmm. when one side carries out the due process, the other side will officially respond the way it is, it is supposed to respond. That's why you yeah. see a very starkly different response from India to Canada's unverified allegations. And mind you, Canada, leave alone indictment, it has not even mentioned anything. It has just been leveling unverified charges, nothing beyond that. No evidence has been provided. To a specific question to Justin Trudeau, uh, to, uh, to, to the External Affairs Minister S. Jayashankar, uh, I think it was last month, whether the Canadian side has provided any documents to the Indian side whatsoever, his answer was a categorical no. So nothing was provided. So obviously there will be differences. But there is another why, uh, reason why we'll, you'll find differences between these two reactions. One is that uh, in terms of relative weight, India feels that it doesn't need to take Canada that seriously. The Canadians, uh, you know, obviously they will, they think of themselves as a very serious country. But in terms of, and this is realism, this is, uh, this is, this is just about uh, the, the fact of life. Is the fact is that the Indians do not consider Canadians to be their equal in terms of national composite power. But the Indians do acknowledge that the Americans are a much more powerful country. So when a much more powerful country asks you to do or take certain steps, you comply. You do it. At least, yeah, you do it. And that's what is happening. Uh, uh, they can afford to take this line against Canada. They can't afford to take this line against India. That said, uh, I have a lot of caveats to now uh, offer. Number one, I've been arguing in favor of why there is no moral justification uh, on why there is uh, nobody can say that India breached the trust. And I, and, I, and I presented my argument as to why India is, is morally justified to go after Pannu. But I do not believe that has been the case. I mean, the, my personal opinion and the, and the opinion in the piece that I've also written is that I do not believe that the Indian government was actively involved in taking out Pandun on American soil. That mm -hmm. is my belief. And this is my belief based on certain, <clears throat> certain, certain things which I've observed regarding this case. If I were to take out uh, certain bits of the piece, uh, obviously some, some of the things in the indictment sounded to me as extremely silly. No Indian official, and apparently he's a raw agent, no Indian official will make video calls to the person with whom he has given supari killing. And then in that video call, show him other people in the room saying that, look, these are suited men and they are all depending on you to carry out this exercise. 
this is this is silliness of another order now no indian men will carry out this second is that all apparently all these uh, uh, how did the us side came to know of these exchanges apparently they intercepted messages from encrypted apps i do not know if there is any agency uh, you know a secret intelligence agency worth its salt in the entire world which carries out murderous plot by giving one of the uh, one of the subcontractors explicit messages in a messaging app which can be easily intercepted by anyone and we are talking about cia which obviously has a lot more resources in its hands than any other uh, country in the world so it's it's an insane amount of risk doesn't really add up the second thing is that i do not think that this is a coincidence that <clears throat> this issue which has been going in private for a very long time and remember the the indictment says that this uh, attempt was first uh, uh, done in may uh, this entire mm-hmm. plot was hatched in may and the attempt was done in june uh, the 10 days that mr modi was there in the us those days were secluded and then this uh, this murderous plot was given the green light but mm-hmm. and it, this is the interesting part the american uh, the white house says that it was not aware of this plot until july i find it very hard to believe that when the us security establishment knew of a plot of an indian plot to murder an american citizen on its soil in the month of may why didn't it reach up the command chain and go into the white house why why wait until july what was the reason behind this two month delay that is in- inexplicable second mm-hmm. when when this uh, this this to and fro when I mean, when the white house came to know of it then obviously biden sent um, uh bill burns and avril hens to india and um, and and they yeah. met doval and they said that look this is this is what we have none of it was public but but curiously all of this became public on the very week that the american sale for 9q uh, those those uh, drones which were supposed mm-hmm. to go up for congressional review when that very week when those drones were going up for congressional review this entire thing came to light and obviously this will raise even more skepticism on capitol hill saying that how can we sell these uh, lethal weapons to uh, a partner which seeks to execute uh, you know our citizens on our on our soil so and and this is also a known fact that the us security establishment the deep state as it were it is not very happy with couple of policies of the biden administration in fact there has been a report in financial times of london mm-hmm. where an extremely highly play, uh, extremely senior cia official had in her facebook bio a palestinian flag a man waving a palestinian flag this became a huge issue when ft came out with the story it was asked by the cia not to take the name of that cia official or else her life would be in danger that was the exact phrase this was obviously in response to the biden administration's israel policy and you were well aware that biden administration's backing of israel has not gone down well with many members of his own party as well as his own government so it is quite clear to me that a section within the us deep state is not happy with biden's israel policy and is also not happy with the pace of india of of america's uh, engagement with india i think it it i i it is basically trying to put some roadblocks in the path of 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 these two countries uh hewing their security establishment closer together uh, i think the the idea and this I, and i'm i'm speculating here i'll be honest i think the idea is that let the engagements be at the political level but when it comes to the security establishment level 
uh, you would you will you will know that there was uh, some talk about India being included into the Five Eyes network, the Five Eye Intelligence Network that, met, that the United States has with with the Anglosphere, and there were some talks about India being included in that network. I think a, a part of the bureaucracy within the U.S. security establishment is extremely wary of these 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 things, and it is not very difficult for them. I mean, there could be some sort of a plot. There could be some sort of a very moony, uh, very very loony, very uh, uh, extremely rudimentary uh, because there are intels of all kinds. You will be you will well aware that uh, intelligence agencies gather gather intel from various sources all the time. It is what you do with that intel is what matters. So it is entirely possible for the Department of Justice in the United States to get some intel and then completely concoct a cock and bull story and and frame the charges as if an Indian highly placed Indian official was involved. And but I would say that that is the most likely scenario. Yeah. So now let me try to play. I think it's my duty to play the devil's advocate too. And I want to read a few things, right? So uh, this is about Nikhil Gupta. And I'm reading the live mint. I, why I'm doing this is I think, I mean, I'm not a trained journalist, but I try to be as detailed as possible whenever I try to cover things. Uh, so it says... There is a report by the Indian Express that shared a fresh information in the case. It said Gupta was at the Prague airport when Czech authorities arrested and detained him on June 30th. He was said to be in the Czech Republic for, quote, business and tourism purposes. However, quote, the Czech dra national drug authorities were tripped off due to his alleged past in Hello. drug trafficking. The report. Uh, yep, I, I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, so the Czech uh, drug authorities were tripped off due to his alleged past in drug trafficking, says that report. Later, the authorities informed the Indian embassy in Prague, this is literally mentioned in the article, about one Nick Gupta, an Indian national, who had been detained on the basis of a U.S. court order. According to the report, the Indian embassy was unaware of the antecedents of Gupta at that time. Therefore, the embassy followed procedures related to consular assistance for any Indian national. They got Gupta's passport details for authentication of his identity and nationality. This is a routine process. While the Indian embassy verified Gupta's nationality, the Czech authorities remained tight-lipped throughout the time about the offenses that Gupta was being investigated for. As the probe was underway, Gupta did not seek any legal assistance from the Indian embassy, which is usually the case for Indian nationals overseas. He reportedly arranged for his own legal counsel in Prague to represent him before the Czech criminal justice system. Later in October this year, one of the topmost intelligence officials in the U.S. government came to India with information that was going to be part of the U.S. indictment that federal prosecutors were preparing. The documentation and details court made the Indian government sit up and look at the information closely. It took them a few weeks to assess the information, which had some damning evidence, and they decided to investigate, the report said. These details have now been made public. And this is what the basic indictment is all about. But one more very interesting bit that I found in the print report that was published on 1st December this month. It was called the Pannu Plot. <clears throat> Gujarat Police Scour Records for Nikhil Gupta Indicted in US. DGP says none found yet. Now, this is very <coughs> interesting, by the way. I want to read this bit. See, I'm just trying to share as much information as possible with our viewers and listeners so that they understand that this is what so, and I'm reading this report, Gujarat police have started an inquiry to ascertain if Nikhil Gupta, the Indian national accused by the U.S. of participating in an alleged plot 
to kill Sikh radical Gurpatwan Singh Pannu at the behest of an quote Indian government employee faces any case in the state. According to the indictment filed in New York District Court, Gupta is involved in international narcotics and weapons trafficking and as a criminal past in the state. The U.S. Department has alleged in its indictment against Gupta that he was assured by a court senior field officer that the case against him in Gujarat will be taken care of if he facilitates the contract killing. Now, that's a serious allegation, right? Speaking to the print, Gujarat Director of Police, General, Director General of Police, DGP Vikas Sahai said, they have checked their records but not found any case against Gupta. And now here is a direct quote in the print piece. We inquired into this and scanned past records of cases across districts but did not find any case against this individual. His name is not part of our records as an accused witness or even a complainant. He said the search is still on. Now, what do we make of this, Remoy? Because whatever charges I have read, they are damn serious charges. Like, if somebody was to take these on face value, this is very serious stuff. Now, I want to talk to you about another article, right? And I'll stay, share the image because you co-tweeted this article too. Listen, again, just trying to play devil's advocate. So this was by Seema Sirohi. Um, where she says amateur bond tactics cause trouble in bilateral relations, immediate task, insulate the relationship, also use necessary leverage to get action against Khalistani terrorists living in US and Canada. So basically, uh, Seema has taken a different line from you. Um, so what do you make of that? First, uh, let me come one by one to the points that you made. Uh, it seems incredible to me that one Nikhil Gupta has been given the charge of contracting a supari or a, or, a, or, a, or a hitman to murder someone on the American soil. And it, that, that is what the indictment says. So I'm an Indian uh, raw agent. I appoint Nikhil Gupta to carry out this dirty job for me. And then knowing fully well that the Czech Republic has an extradition treaty with the US, I allow the said Nikhil Gupta to go to the Czech Republic. Because what am I doing here? In the in the event that things have got things might go south, wouldn't wouldn't I want Gupta to be at least in a country where which doesn't have an extradition treaty with the U.S. That if things go south, that is Gupta is untraceable because remember he is the only link between Indian government and the Panun plot. If mm -hmm. Gupta is sent to a country where apparently which has an extradition treaty with the U.S., then I'm further endangering my own plot. That is number one. Number two, Gupta mysteriously receives no information from the Indian consulate and he uh, he he sort of appoints his own counsel to fight the case. Sounds another very fishy thing to me. Secondly, you said about the case in Gujarat. Now tell me something. Uh, if I am Nikhil Gupta, I have a, for, for all purposes, I run an international narcotics gang and also gun running activities across several countries. I have a chota mota case in Gujarat against me. Now the Indian government comes and tells me that I will take that Chota Mota case off your books if you help me in murdering an American citizen on American soil. How does that sound? I mean, what is the payoff for me? I, If I were Nikhil Gupta, I wouldn't you know, settle for that kind of a deal, right? Because for Nikhil Gupta, what is the payoff? This, 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 he apparently he's an international narcotics uh, um, uh, gang member and, he, and he, he runs a drug running racket. 
it is easy for him to just disappear just not come to india for him my leverage is that i'll take off your case in gujarat and then i force you to perform this elaborate task doesn't really and, add up to me and how much of a coincidence is it they had to bring yeah. about the gujarat angle because the current yeah. chief minister yeah. the current yeah. uh, home minister and prime minister are both gujaratis yeah. true 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 that is so that is the second thing which i find very difficult and it's not very surprising to me that the gujarat police is saying that no such things exist uh as far as uh the piece written by seema is concerned yes, she is coming from another viewpoint and i respect her viewpoint but as i said my point is very clear i think this is a concocted case there might be some raw intel and these sort of uh, you know uh, um uh, the, the, these sort of uh, because panun is a very well known figure in india and he will also be a person of interest for india because he he roams across in two countries and he frequently Uh, issues warning against india and the indians so he'll be a person of interest in india and it is not unusual that some sort of chatter about panun might might be intercepted from the indian side by the us but i do not believe that this elaborate plot has any merit i think it's an absolutely cock and bull story so now that takes me to the wh- why did the us do it as i said one mm-hmm. of the reasons uh, according to me is that scuttling the the pace and trajectory of india us partnership but i think there is another another aspect to this Uh, the us uh, understands that it needs india to counter china it has been very clear to the us for a very long time and ever since the biden administration came to power it has been trying to to get india uh, if not an ally but to make it a very uh, a, a very closely held partner in in many of the policies that the biden administration has come out with you'll find that india uh, has a central role to play in it and and remember it is only when the biden administration came to power that the quad really took wings these regular quad leaders summit meetings were held and and in this entire rigmarole about um uh, uh and now the prime minister was called for a state visit and that's a huge honor uh, because not everyone goes on a state visit to washington every day so uh, there was clearly uh, uh, the biden administration was trying to sort of engage india in a much more closer fashion you know in in a, in a in a way that it 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 can rely on india to to serve as a kind of democratic bulwark against china uh, remember one thing right now the situation in uh, america is such that uh, it has to douse the fire in ukraine uh, where it is actively participating in a war and then it is also mm-hmm. willingly involved in another war in the middle east it will not at this point in time want the situation in 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 any in asia to explode uh, so that you know it has to intervene again it is very difficult for the us as they like to say walk and chew gum at the same time but i simply do not find uh, them having the enough bandwidth if china were to attack taiwan right now it will be very difficult for them so that is the reason why you will find that biden administration went out of its way to woo xi jinping and called xi jinping following which she came and there was some sort of a compact between the two sides what i'm trying to tell you is that so there is a very definite thing at work here i think india uh occurs a very important place in the budget at biden administration scheme of things in asia and it would be very difficult for us right now to antagonize india in any way but the thing is that much as though united states needs india it is a little wary of modi uh, it 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 clearly doesn't trust modi it believes that modi is the kind of kind of person a kind of strong weak leader who can take decisions that will uh, it will it will let's it will put it this way modi is not the kind of leader who can be easily bullied so Amer- to, americans uh, like to, a patsy not a kind of, person who stands kind up. of kind of so what do you do in such a situation you know that you need this country 
uh, to be uh, on your good books, you know that you need to uh, develop better relationship with this country. You know that. That's your policy. You also know that this country has a leader who is extremely popular and his popularity is not going away. He's, he's still, according to the latest uh, poll by Morning Consult, his popularity is 77% among all the leaders in the world, which is way above, right? So what do you do? How do you tackle? And there is every chance that this man will get re-elected in 2024. I mean, that's what the assessments say. So how, what do you do then? I think that if I were members of the US security establishment, I would be looking for leverage, some sort of mm -hmm. a leverage to which I can use when, when I want India or, in, or in, in certain situations to comply with what I want. And I think this case might serve as one of those leverages. I am saying this uh, with a, a caveat that I do not believe that the Biden administration is, is neck deep into this kind of a bargaining or a bargaining chip. I think it is more the US security establishment which wants this kind of a leverage over India so that this leverage can be used not only against India but also against the Biden administration. Saying that, look, if you want better relation with this country, you have to sort of somehow, uh, you know, come to terms with my or whatever we want. And I've already seen, I've, we have already seen this during the Trump years, the DOJ was actively uh, working against it. Uh, the U.S. security establishment is also act acting against the Trump administration. Uh, the Trump might have political power, but not all the wings of the government was listening to him. So it is no reason to think that suddenly things have changed when Biden has come to power. So there, the U.S., as a country, I think there are a lot of lobbies at play. There are a lot of pushes, a lot of power centers at play. These power centers often go against each other. And since it is such a huge country, such a such powerful country, that even a, a, a sort of a penumbra of that of that of that turbulence, if that penumbra of turbulence touches you as a as a third country, you might fall in trouble, which is what I think has happened with India in this case. So, what do you make of Brahma Chalane? He he tweeted this out. It was very interesting. He said. How does one explain this jarring contrast? The Biden administration has taken no action against the US-based Sikh militant for making terrorist threats against Indian targets, including Air India and New Delhi airport. In fact, by concealing his terrorist activity and building him up as a court separatist leader, it is shaping a narrative about him as the court victim of a foiled assassination fault. plot. Sorry, The Modi government, for its part, has made no effort to correct the narrative let alone demand that the U.S. prosecute him for his open terrorist threats. Instead, it has quietly set up a court high-level committee to investigate U.S. inputs regarding the alleged plot. That's a right. fair so, point that Mr. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think I think your implicit question is why is India not taking a more confrontation? Yeah, posture? I mean India. Yeah, that's I mean dal me kuch kala hai aise bolenge na? Yeah, yeah. So I think I believe that even if India is aware. Even if India is aware that part of this plot is concocted, even if India is aware that this is not going to lead to anyone uh, extra, being extradited to the US. And remember that Shishir Gupta piece, um, and before uh, he wrote his latest piece, there was a small Q&A um, of Shishir Gupta, which I watched uh, on Hindustan Times newspaper. And I'm mentioning Shishir Gupta because he's known to be close to the Indian security establishment, where he yeah. said that um, there might be a name or two come thrown up in the future from the Indian side, but uh, and and there will be another huge hue and cry over it if if such a name emerges. But don't worry, US and Indian ties are on track. So it is not outside the realm of possibility that India is aware of the fact that the US has some sort of an indictment. I your question was why didn't India take a confrontationist posture? I think that yeah. India do, does not. I think India does not want to 
take a cowboyish posture here. I think it wants to hand, handle this as maturely as possible. You will find that mm -hmm. this is one of the reasons why. Because it is America. Because it, it is, is America. America. It is America. Yes. I mean, let's be clear about this. That is number one. Because India also values the relationship with America as much as America values the relationship with India. It's a mutual yeah. thing. We share a lot of interests. Uh, and, and I think we are increasingly sharing a lot of values as well. But we'll keep that aside. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. We both love hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So, when you are sharing so much interest, I think India will not want to rock the boat. And you will find both the countries going ahead. We'll try to find some sort of a compact. I do not think, and you will already see that even when this uh, controversy has broken out, John Kirby, the White House spokesman, came out um, during a press briefing and told a journalist that, uh, yes, we are aware that such a uh, thing has, has happened. The DOJ has filed an indictment. We are also aware that uh, Indian government has launched an inquiry. We welcome that and our, our, our strategic partnership will continue. That is exact. That is exact what. So the U.S. is not going to burn its boat with India. It is very, very clear to me that it will be secluded in one spot in the relationship. This incident will not be allowed to derail the larger relationship. That is very clear to me. It will be held in one secluded corner. And maybe six months or one year down the line, you might see a name or two. But I doubt whether that will lead to anything concrete. It will be basically a kind of match fixing. Both sides will uh, will, will kind of uh, will look ahead. Will will keep it in its take it in its stride and look ahead. And I we may not actually know what really happened. You know, in these things, uh, the, the, the the truth doesn't really come out. We will get circumstantial evidences. We'll try and understand from by reading the tea leaves what may have happened, what may not have happened. But I think mm -hmm. eventually we'll 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 kind of move on. This this thing will be secluded in one spot in the relationship. Oh yeah, I I I could not agree more. But the, I want to keep this very disturbing article for the last yeah. part. Uh, and I use this word disturbing with full responsibility before somebody says anything. This article came on the 30th of November 2023. It was written by Mr. Praveen Swami. The title and the tagline were Nijar Pannu Effect, Rosh Downs Shutters in North America, first time since inception in 1968. One of two officers moved out was head of Rosh Station in San Francisco and another was in second of its command in operations in London, it is learned. Raw was founded in 1968. So the article says two senior officers, two senior uh, research and analysis wing officers were asked to leave their stations in major western cities earlier this summer ahead of a decision by United States prosecutors to initiate criminal charges in the wake of the spy agency's alleged role in an assassination campaign targeting pro-Khalistan activists, intelligence sources have told the print. Raw was also blocked from replacing its station head in Washington, D.C., it is learned. These actions are were part of a series of moves intended to signal anger against the United States, Canada, and United Kingdom. Saw as violations of the unwritten conventions which govern the operations of the law in those countries. So, what do you what do you make of this entire uh, article? I don't want to read more because it has some names which I don't want to read out because I I just found it very disturbing that direct names were taken in this article. I don't know why they have done it. I I so, don't like. So I, uh, to be very frank with you, I have no idea of uh, the reporter's source in, uh, on which he may have lent uh, in, in writing this article. But I will point out a couple of things. One is that I'm, I'm getting some sort of a background noise. Is it part of? Oh, yeah. I'll stop it. Yeah. So, firstly, 
the Q&A session that I was talking to you about just a while back, uh, which Shishir Gupta had with a colleague at Hindustan Times, where he said that a name of an Indian official might be thrown up in the future. In that very Q&A, he said, and this question was put to him, that what of this report that a few raw officials have, have been forced to leave and a station mm. officer has been asked not to. And he categorically said that nothing of the sort has happened. Some of the leadership changes that happened there in raw in different parts of the country are part of the normal process by which one, mm. one you know, there are changes, uh, routine changes are carried out. Nothing so sinister the and nothing, nothing, nothing of the... Yeah. Sorry. The print is club, then apparently the print must be kite flying then. Well, I, 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 like I said, I do not want to comment on that, but I will point out that this is what Shishir Gupta said. He said that this is, this, this, this is, is incorrect. This is not the right thing. But what I do did find, I'd mentioned it, uh, on, on, on stories which are uh, source-based stories. I find it curious that not a single uh, other reporter who's covering the same beat carried out any other report in the similar vein. If it was such a huge, and you mentioned these are huge changes, these are these are technotic changes, these are these are shifts which, if carried out, will make India blind towards a very significant part of North America, um, and you will, will not be able to uh, understand what the threat perception is if we don't have a station chief station, let's say, in in the U.S. So these are huge problems. But if if it's such a big problem and if it is such a big story, why hasn't any other agency or any other uh, reporter picked it up? I, I see not a single more report on this vein. There's just, just one report to go with. And I reserve my skepticism over it. Uh, why, the, the, what, what do you make of that Bharat Karnad piece? I forgot where it was written. Uh, it I, was I haven't there. read that. I haven't read that. Yeah, the Pannun affair reveals a penetrated Indian government communication systems and the Atunir Bharta policy as a joke. What do you make of that? Sure. You didn't read that? No, I didn't. But I didn't. isn't it something that we should be worried about? That uh, what is the extent of the penetration, let's say, of the Americans in in our in our system as a nation, and what the Americans are actually listening into? We don't know, right? I mean, isn't that well, something Americans? The Americans, the Americans run a very sophisticated uh, security apparatus, and they are penetrated. I think I it's safe to say that apart from Beijing, where many CIA informants were killed mercilessly after Xi Jinping came to power, and the entire CIA network was decimated in 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 China. Uh, it's China's only country that has that has carried out that. I I don't think that that is. Uh, I think that's that's case with almost every other country. The U.S. runs an elaborate security network, and and it gathers intel all the time. I am not aware of any huge breach in Indian intelligence network. I would uh, I would reserve my judgment uh, because the person who's written that piece, as you say, because I haven't read it, uh, is known to sometimes write sort of outlandish things. So I wouldn't give it too much importance. Uh, for uh, for 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 a for an intelligence network which is apparently penetrated to such a degree, which has become a leak sieve, it is apparently doing rather well because Indian enemies are falling like nine pins in all around the world. So. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't it today. Uh, someone in Karachi also apparently suddenly yeah. uh, was shot unknown by men. unknown gunmen. Yeah, unknown men. Yeah, unknown men are doing heavy lifting these days. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out no to the unknown men, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So another, uh, you know, Americans talk about. Oh, this is. Now I want to talk about those people who say there are major implications. Indo-American relations are gone. So you know, Shima, I want to take you to a mm. blast from the past. So, what do you remember this article? Taiwan Karmik's officer in the U.S. murder. 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there is, uh, which I think I referred to it in my piece as well, uh, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. that um, extraterritorial killings are not unheard of. And uh, even American allies and partners have carried it out before. Um, which is my larger point is this, that uh, there is no friendship in, in, in between states. There's only interests. And yeah. uh, when those interests are hard, you do whatever you have to do. I mean, you, th- this has been happening all the time. Remember AUKUS when France and Australia, they had a submarine deal and US came and torpedoed it. So the countries will do whatever they need to do. All right. So now uh, let us, uh, before we wrap it up, I'll ask you a few questions and then we'll immediately shut shop. Um, um, so let me see. I'll quickly go through the questions. Yeah. So somebody has asked, uh, there have been a lot of conspiracy theories about CIA's hand on a lot of past events with respect to India, including Khalistan. Uh, do you think the current uh, BJP government has uh, things in control in your opinion? Well, I think there was a there was a uh, an article in the Eurasian Times, if I'm not wrong. Uh, that article came about three months back, three or four months back. Uh, the headline of that article was that RAW is the new Mossad. It, it mm-hmm. gathered, uh, it, it created quite a flutter uh, during that time, as I remember. Um, I don't know really because I'm not on that beat. I, I do follow things, but not that closely as far as Indian security establishment is concerned. But I think that the Indian security establishment has strengthened to a large degree uh, because Doval has been given a much more freer hand. Uh, he, it's very clear to me that uh, India's uh, India's security establishment is right now quite robust. And that, that shows because these things are extremely hard to prove. But you'll see that um, many of the stuff which used to irk India before, and I'm talking about Pakistan, uh, many of the actors who were very active before they have gone quieter. And in certain parts of Pakistan, uh, without sounding conspiratorial, in certain parts of Pakistan has become more restive. Parts mm-hmm. which already had a lot of trouble inside it, there were separatist movements. Those movements have become quite robust. So I, I refuse to believe in coincidences. I think things happen for a reason. Yeah. Well, somebody has asked, uh, with so many people being anti-India, people being eliminated in the neighborhood, do you think it is uh, the Indian government or is the ISI is just fed up and just getting rid of them? You guys are liabilities. Get the hell out of here. I think I think it could be gang war. It could be gang war. I don't think the Indian government is involved. That's my official answer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Just a couple of more questions. You think connections between the US government giving loan to Adani and US government being patient with the government of India inquiry on the Panun attempt uh, or CC? I think there is no connection with one or the other. People think everything is Machiavellian in this world. They don't realize, okay, I want to break it down for someone. The American state apparatus is really decentralized. The left hand does not know what the right hand is doing. Trust me, Americans don't think on these Machiavellian levels, governments don't function in that, uh, um, uh, you know, thing. I mean, you're absolutely right. And that creates problems because the bureaucracy, yeah. the, the, the American bureaucracy is, uh, and I've heard horror stories, stuff which has been sanctioned by both governments are not moving because as you said, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand, left, left part of the government is doing. Things take mm-hmm. a huge amount of time to move. Yeah, there, there is. Uh, but uh, uh, the, the Adani development will tell you one thing, and that is if the US was really miffed with India, in the sense that it wants to give teach India a lesson, this sort of stuff wouldn't have gone ahead. Uh, because uh, 
the Hindenburg research report, it was set aside and uh, an investment was cleared. Uh, it would be really odd uh, for a country which uh, is, 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 is accusing India of undergoing, undertaking a very serious crime and then allowing these sort of things to go on. I think there is a general sense in, in both Washington and in New Delhi that, you know, when, when, when two countries who are, and, and remember, we are talking about the world's the most, uh, the, the largest military superpower, the world's most, mm-hmm. uh, the, the super rich country, a country which will one day reach there. It, that day is not that far away. We are already, mm-hmm. we, we are already reaching there. We will reach there at one time. And, and this mm-hmm. partnership, the partnership that you have between India and the US is one for the future. And this is something which both sides will admit. I don't think that they let incidents like this derail the larger partnership. That is in nobody's okay. interest. My last question, and then we'll wrap it up. How do you think the 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 role of the Ministry of External Affairs has been in in response to this entire issue? From the minister, obviously the honourable minister, to the bottom layer in terms of responses, and do you do you think we could have done better, or what do you make of the entire thing? Well, I think I think they have handled it quite professionally. I first of all, it it also is an interagency thing because uh, the external affairs ministry will not be per se involved in the in in the controversy at hand right now it is it is more of another wing in the government uh, but as far as the mea is concerned i think they have handled it quite professionally they have they have said that uh, an inquiry committee has been constituted and we will go by the reports whatever is uh, will will be guided by the reports of the inquiry committee and it has uh, un- unlike what trudeau did you'll find that both US and India are putting this controversy in its proper place. They're not trying to create political capital out of it. I mean, it would have been very in, very easy for Indian government to go out all guns blazing and say that, so what if we have done it? Yes, I mean, you might get a rap in the knuckles from the US, but domestically mm-hmm. you are doing well. People are praising yeah. you. Your 2024 is ensured, but that is not happening. Mm-hmm. We are doing it much more professionally. So I think, yeah, it's doing its job well. Yeah, I think that that's a perfect assessment in my view. I think the ministry has done. Could there be a scope for improvement? Obviously, there is always a scope for improvement in every effort and every endeavor. Uh, yeah, other than that, there were just comments. So I'm not taking those comments over. But yeah, uh, we'll wrap it up over here. Shima, once again, thank you very much for coming. It's always a pleasure Thanks, talking Michelle. to you. And you. Uh, take here. care. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, we'll we'll wrap we'll wrap it up. So once again, before I wrap things up, uh, some of you guys have left a comment uh, about Khalistan in the West, uh, and you know, uh, let me just state it this way: Listen, it's not like the Indian government has not uh, informed the American government or the Canadian government about the menace of Khalistan in the West and all these things. These things always happen in 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 the in in the course of events. Uh, communications are always done, but again. I did a monologue trying to explain this, but always remember foreign policy is not some, you know, what the West wants you to believe that there is some rules based, value based, liberal, global order. There is no such thing. It is pure transactionalism. It is a daily process of one night stands where everybody is sleeping with each other and whatever is convenient to them is done. Actually, government apparatuses are very, very decentralized and they are not really interconnected with each other. As someone now, after a few years of actually meeting a few government people, politicians has actually come to realize this hands on that things are not as simple as they are made out to be. And there is a Machiavellian hand controlling everything. You just can't do that. Human beings are incapable of that, especially in a country like America, which you have to understand is far more decentralized than India or Canada for that matter are. 
America is just way too decentralized a country where where you just can't interfere in things beyond the point. So let's not uh, get all Machiavellian over there. But once again, we'll wrap today's discussion up on this note. I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Please go and follow Srimay Talukdar on social media and also go and read his articles on, uh, you know, first post. I will leave a link for uh, the respective things in the description of the podcast. And if possible, do support the Charvak podcast. There are multiple ways that you can um, uh, support the Charvak podcast. The first way which I would always encourage is by joining the membership program. So if you can do join the membership program, whether on YouTube or on Patreon or on Fanmo, there are three options available. Go join the membership program. If you want to buy the Charvak podcast merchandise, you can go to kushalmehra.com slash shop or on Kadak Merch too. And you can buy the Charvak podcast merchandise there. Or you can just send your donations directly to Kushal Mehra at ICICI. If you can't do any of that, you can enjoy the free content over here. But Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave your comment in the comment section. If you're an audio-only listener, do leave a rating on your preferred audio platform. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, namaste. Take care. Bye-bye.